Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Would you pray with me today? Father, it's good for our souls to sing because you made our souls and you gave us a song. And today, Lord, we want to sing to you from our hearts, from our souls, and from our minds. And Father, we pray today that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing in your sight because you're our rock and our redeemer. And we confess, Lord, that if anything good happens in these moments together, it will be because of you. And we want at the end of this day to say, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be glory because of your love and your faithfulness. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Begat, 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 begat. 14. Begat, 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 begat. 14. Begat, 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 begat. 14. Rahab? Tamar? Bathsheba? Ruth? Rahab from Jericho, Ruth from Moab, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a child, and you will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Magi from Persia. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. As you go, make disciples of... Oh, Shalom. I didn't see you there. I, I've been writing a, a scroll. <laughs> and it's not easy for me because I'm not a writer. I, I um, was an accountant in a different life. And I really, really like numbers. But I'm writing a story. I hope, I hope you read my scroll someday. It, it's, it's good news. My name is Levi, and I'm from a family that named me after one of Jacob's sons, Levi, a tribe, Levi. Remember the tribe of priests? But I left the family business. In fact, um, I loved to look at faces. Do you ever look at faces? And when you look at faces and they look back at you, do you look away? Because when we see faces, we, we want to see what people are like. And I had a lot of chances to look at faces because I was a tax collector in a small town by the Sea of Galilee. And there every day, it was my job to collect the taxes for the Roman government. So I saw lots of, of faces. I saw rabbis and I saw fishermen. I saw men and women. I saw adults and children. I saw adults acting like children. I saw people who were sad because they were giving all their money away. I saw people who were really angry 
But the faces that look back at me usually were filled with disdain. Like, you traitor. How could you collaborate with the enemy? How could you help the Roman occupying army to take our money away from us? They looked at me. I saw lots of faces. And in all the years that I was collecting taxes from people, not once did I see a happy face. Not once. And then there was that day when I heard a familiar voice and I looked up and I saw the face of the carpenter who was trying to become a rabbi. I worked in that area, Capernaum, Nazareth. I knew, I knew all those areas. I knew who Jesus was. I knew He was from Nazareth. I knew Joseph. I knew His brothers. I knew, I knew what He was about. And then, and then one day I heard that He was leaving. I actually saw Him and listened to Him before I started following Him. It was at the beginning of His work when He came back from the desert and, and He was teaching on a hillside and He had this little group around Him. I hadn't joined them yet. There was James and John and there was Peter and Andrew and they were right up there close to Him. And He started teaching them and saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are blessed are you when you're persecuted. He said to them, it was like he was trying to turn the world upside down. And then he looked at this, this little group of former fishermen and said, you're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Well, they were earthy all right. It was laughable to hear him say that, but he went on and explained how he was going to fulfill all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. And, and then he taught us to pray. And I was listening because I had never heard anybody call God Father before. Our Father who art in heaven. He said, pray like this. And then he said, not everybody who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. I knew about the emperor of Rome. I knew about Caesar, but I didn't know what he meant by kingdom of heaven and entering the kingdom. But by the time he finished and stood up and started walking down that hill, the whole crowd was buzzing. One word over and over again. Authority, 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 authority. Authority. There's authority in his voice. We've heard our teachers of the law. We've listened to them talk all day long. But we never heard anybody speak as though he had such authority. So he said, you've heard that it was said, but I say to you. And there was this command in his voice. So I followed, but at a distance as a leper came running up to him. As we got back to Capernaum, Capernaum, and this leper came running up to him and said, heal me. And we were all thinking, yeah, right. He's going to heal a leper. And then he did. He did. Now he had my undivided attention. 
As I watched him walk a little further into the city, I saw one of the Roman soldiers I knew. He was the centurion. He was in charge of a hundred men in each century of men. There were 60 of them in the cohort which made up, forgive me, I love numbers, 6,000 of them in total. But he was in charge of a hundred. And I saw centurions. Everybody knew who the centurions were. What was weird was he came up and he started to ask Jesus something. Roman centurions don't ask for things. They just take them. They uh, can make us do anything they want us to do. And if anybody refuses, yeah, they can just crucify you. So I was interested to hear what he was going to say to Jesus. And I looked at his face and I saw something in the face of a Roman soldier I had never seen before. There was compassion there. He, He had... Tears in his eyes as he said, would you help? But he wasn't asking for help for himself. He was asking for help for his servant. Would you help my servant? My servant is sick and I know you can help my servant. And Jesus said to him, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's go. Which way do we go? And he said, wait a minute. I'm not worthy for you to come. Did you think I wanted you to come to my house? I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. Look, I I know authority. When I speak, I'm the voice of Caesar in this city. I say it, and it's like Caesar said it. People have to do it. And when you speak, it's like God talking. I tell my soldiers, come, and they come. I tell them, go, and they go. If you say, my servant is well, my servant will be well. And Jesus looked at him. Jesus looked right at his face and said, great faith. And then he turned to his disciples and said, I've looked all over Israel. I've never seen faith like this before. I think when we have the great banquet of the kingdom and everybody sits down to eat, there's going to be soldiers and centurions sitting at the table. And some who think they get to come just because of their heritage, are going to be standing on the outside looking in. And then he turned to this centurion and said, go. Your servant's going to be fine. What would you have done? The centurion just turned and walked. And then he looked back and I saw such trust such gratitude on his face and I was just taking it all in just wondering what this was about what this could mean and then as he came further into the area he was healing paralytics and and people were saying to him where'd you get the authority to do that and what makes you think you can forgive sin and heal people and then Jesus came walking right up to my table and looked at me and said, Matthew, follow me. And I stood up and I started walking. And I've never stopped. I I followed him and walked with him and pretty soon he said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out workers. And so as soon as we started praying, he said, good, that's good, now go. Now go. And I send you with my authority and you go out there and you heal the sick and you tell people the good news that the kingdom is here because the King 
is here. And we told people, and it was hard work, and we were exhausted. And He looked at us and said, come to Me, you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And you take My yoke upon you and you learn from Me, and I'll give you rest for your souls. And I received that rest that day. And then I listened to Him as He taught. And He told stories. And we didn't understand. Nobody understood. But then He would tell us what the stories meant about the man who found the treasure in the field and sold everything and bought the field because, because He wanted that treasure more than anything. And the more He talked, the more I wanted Him to be the treasure of my life. And I had been counting money my whole life when he told of the pearl of great price. I realized he was talking to me that no amount of money could ever compare to the treasure of wealth for my soul that I had found in him. Not everybody understood him. The the Pharisees followed him. They persecuted him. They were always trying to trick him. Always trying to trip him up. And we were just trying to figure it out. And, and he would come walking on the water and, and we would listen to him as he calmed the seas. And then he would look at us and say, oligopistoi. Little faith. If you could muster the faith of a mustard seed, you could move a mountain. But you guys' faith is like, ooh, really small. But to the centurion, he said, great faith. I remember another face, another time, the only other time I ever heard him say great faith. He was um, tired of the Pharisees and we needed to get away. And so we went north. Where will the Pharisees not go? Okay, let's go to Tyre and Sidon. Let's get out of town. Let's get as far away as we can. We went north up to the area, north up there where the, in the forest where the cedars are that Hiram used to cut down and send to Solomon to build the temple. That's, that's where we went. We weren't going to run into any... No Pharisee would be caught dead in Tyre and Sidon. We thought, whoo, finally we're going to get a break. But then she came. This diminutive, feisty little lady came running up to us shouting, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And we thought, maybe what you're thinking... What does she know about David? David's not even her people. David's our people. We're Jews. She's a Canaanite. We tried to run those people out of this land. Apparently she didn't get the memo. And she comes running up to our masters saying, have mercy on me, son of David. And Jesus who thankfully explained to her, I have come first to the lost sheep of Israel. But she would not relent. She was determined. She started yelling louder and Jesus was walking and she's following and she's shouting at the top of her lungs and He turns around and says, it's really not right to take the food for the children and give it to the dogs. Yeah, He said it. He he called her a dog because she was yapping like a Yorkie. She was crying like a chihuahua. She was demanding like a a dachshund. And we just were ready. I mean, I thought I heard James say, Amen. And Peter started rattling that sword. And then she looked at Jesus and this was the moment of truth. What would you have done? if you Look, we all love dogs some of the time. But nobody wants to be called a dog. And what would you do if somebody called you a dog? 
What would you do? We figured she would just turn and walk away and say, you're no prophet. Everybody said you're a prophet, but you're here calling me names. But no, no, I looked in her eyes and there was this steely determination. She was holding on and she was not going to let go. She said to him, yeah, well, even the dogs catch some of the crumbs that fall off the table. And then Jesus said it again. He looked at her and said, Great faith. Your daughter, who's been under this power of evil, is now going to meet a greater power. And she's going to get well starting right now. And the woman walked away. And we stood there watching as Jesus said, Great Do you ever wonder when God looks at our faces what He's looking for? What do you think God's looking for? You know, long, wide, smile lines. What's God looking for? He's looking for trust. That's what He saw in the centurion. That's what He saw in the Syrophoenician woman. And that's what He wants to see in us and it turns out as you look around this room there's lots of faces in the kingdom lots and lots of faces and they're not all alike and that's okay because here's the thing when God looks at us what he's looking for is trust and when he sees trust then he says great faith you're part of my kingdom come on in Everybody who will trust me. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter. Can I just testify what you've done? There's room in my kingdom for you, says the king, if you trust. Yeah, that's the last part, isn't it? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. You go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I commanded you, and, 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 I'm with you always. Emmanuel is with us. Can you believe that when we use the greatest power in the world to accomplish the greatest purpose in the world of making disciples. He offers us the greatest promise in the world. I'm with you always. And you need to know about our God that He keeps all of His promises and you can trust Him. Do you trust Him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the promise of life that You give to all who put our trust in You. Thank You for the the gift of faith, Lord. It's not from ourselves. We, We can't gin it up today. We can't create it within ourselves. But we ask that You would give us the simple trust to believe that You are who You say You are. And Lord, I pray when You look at me today and You look at the faces of the people in this room, that you'll see the same kind of trust you saw in a Roman centurion and a Syrophoenician woman. 
I pray that when you look at us, God, that you'll take our little faith and you will grow it until our trust in you is complete and whole. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.